This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. How would you say it's Tuesday, another crappy day in the area, but so be it. We're going to brighten up your day right now because we're here. And that means Al Dukes is here. And Al, how are you? Oh, Turn your mic on. Microphone wasn't on. I've never done that, Jerry. That's uh, you listen. There's a first time for everything. Oh, hi there, Jerry. Jerry, let me bring. I don't know if I brought this up to you in previous 9/11 uh, anniversaries, right? But it is something that I do think about around 9/11. And we had Bobby Valentine in today, who was talking about sports in 9/11. And the thing, uh, if I've discussed this with you before, perhaps it um, we can bring it up again. I always think of, you know, when people think that there's divine intervention in sports, you know, the Mike Piazza home run on uh, uh, after 9-11. We learned quickly Uh, that there's not. Right. I always think about that 2001 Yankee team that lost the World Series. To a team called the Diamondbacks. Right. Which I believe back then had teal and purple uniforms. Yep. And Randy Johnson and Curt Schilling. Well, that they did have those they did guys. Have those as guys, well. they but did. like uh, the sure thing, Mariano Rivera gave up a big uh, hit to Luis Gonzalez. Gave and, up the lead and the game. Yeah, and New York did not win a World Series after nine eleven when they were up three games to two. Three games to two. Do you remember the pitcher that gave up big home run after big home run at the stadium? I don't. Young Young Kim. Is that right? Yeah. Where's he these days? Uh, retired. Retired. I don't, I don't right. know where he is these days. But yes, even if I remember correctly, I got to check this now because you sprung this one on me. I wasn't ready for this. And there have been many uh, times in sports where I believe or have believed in sure. divine intervention. Brett Favre's father passing yes. away. And him throwing for 9,000 oh, yards that night. On and just that throwing Monday stuff night. up and them catching everything. Heaving balls that had no, uh, should not have been caught. Uh, receivers coming down with catches, really miraculous things in sports. But that one will always bother me, that Yankees losing the World Series in 2001. If I remember, that was one of those series where the Diamondbacks won all their games at home and the Yankees won all their games at home. I'm trying to find it. So the home teams, Jerry, is what you're saying. Because that was... Yeah, because wasn't that also when Jeter hits the home run in Game 5 and and that's when Michael Kay called him Mr. November? Perhaps. 
Here we go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sports trivia question, Jerry. I don't have the answer for that. Game one in Arizona, Diamondbacks won nine to one, killed them. Game number two, Diamondbacks won in Arizona four nothing. All right, here we go. Game number three was the George W. Bush game. He goes out in the body armor, which we didn't know he had on. Wow. To throw out the first pitch. Okay. And the Yankees win two one. Let's see here. How'd they win the game though? Uh, Scott Brocious, an RBI single in the. I was all right. So that was in the sixth inning. So that's fine. It was game four. Then they won four three. And the ninth inning was a two. I think that was the two run homer off Young Young Kim, was it not? So anyway, they win that. Yeah, Young Young Kim. Let's see. Ba 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 ba. In the eighth inning for a two inning save. Uh, Derek Jeter a bump. Ba ba. Barney Martinez. However, yep. Yeah, so they win that game off Young Young Kim. And then game five, they win 3-2 in 12. And that was the Brocious home run, I believe. So why was Derek Jeter Mr. November? Remind me. I don't remember. Must have been a different series. But Young Young Kim screwed up that one as well. And you felt bad for him. Then the Yankees got clobbered in Arizona 15-2. to and then they have a 2-1 lead in the ninth inning in Game 7, and that's when Rivera gives up the save, and they wow. lose 3-2. I wonder if he thinks of that more because of uh, surrounded by 9-11 or just as bad no matter what World Series it is. Who's that? Mariano Rivera. Well, I think it's probably the World Series at that point. Yeah. I don't think that's on his mind when he's out there pitching, but I guess looking back, probably a little bit of both. Right. So, crazy stuff. Yeah. Then the other thing I'm always reminded of, and... And maybe because I have met some of these uh, women, uh, men and women, but I I know a few women uh, through Boomer and his foundation, because his foundation was in the old uh, Cantor Fitzgerald uh, offices that were in the World Trade Center. So I've years later met women whose husbands uh, passed away that day that have then gone on to remarry and have Mm, families. Sure. And that's so weird. Like, was that part of the big plan? You know what I mean, Jerry? I don't believe there is a big plan. You don't? I don't. No. I know Eddie sits there and tells me every day how everything is predestined. No, it's not. It's not. You know? If the the world was predestined, then new diseases... I, I don't buy it. You're not buying it. I do not buy it. I do not buy the fact that right now, me saying, Hookah Mama was somewhere predestined that I was going to do that at this exact moment. Right. I wish I knew you were going to. I don't even know what I just said, but. Hookah mama. <laughs> there you go. Hookah mama. Whatever that means. So you don't think part that's all part of uh, some great plan? No, because that... I want to meet the SOB that put together the plan that has kids dying all over the world. Got it. That's a fair question, Jerry. So, no, I'm sorry. Right. I, I do not believe it. I believe we're all just little beings on the pimple of the ass of the universe. Of the earth. And, or the universe. Um, yeah, and okay. whatever. Fair enough. One day, human beings will not be here. The end. The end. Alien, the the earth will survive. It'll get back to its original form of beautiful trees and lakes and oceans, and we'll stop ruining it. Mm-hmm. And there'll be uh, aliens running around. With the big heads and the, the sex large, robots will be uh, have taken over at that point. And sex robots, okay. Be banging each other left and right. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Earth. So I don't buy, I don't buy the plan. No. Okay. Just Sorry. a couple things I wanted to bring up 9-11 related. Now, this is a story that I originally saw in the newspapers okay. and on Twitter. That's a good start. It's a local story. Ooh, even better. I like local but stories. But not a good one, Jerry. Brookhaven, oh. Long Island. 
a makeshift crack pipe vending machine was discovered outside a shopping center in Long Island. How did they do this? Residents in Coram Brookhaven complained after a vending machine that was dispensing crack pipes, which were simply modified pens, popped up in front of the Coram Commons Shopping Center on Middle Country Road. So somebody made a makeshift vending machine where you would put quarters in, push the quarters in, and then a crack pipe would well, come out. How would out. you know it was in it? Did it say crack pipes for sale? I don't think it did say crack pipe for sale, but that's a great question, Jerry. It said uh, the big blue vending machine labeled pens. Police uh, in Suffolk say selling the items might not be a crime. The pipes. There's nothing wrong with the pipe. It's were, what you put in the pipe. Right. Sold were, in fact, real pens that write, but the tubular section of the pen can be used as a crack pipe. Regardless, the town of Brookhaven said the vending machines had no permits thus violating town codes. Right. Like when you tried to put in cigarette vending machines at the gas station you worked at. That didn't go so well without, for me. Without contacting the tobacco and firearms. Right. Uh, I thing. got myself a vending license. I you did, did not have a tobacco license. So you thought with this vending license, I could put anything in it. Crack pipes, cigarettes. No, no, not crack pipes, but I thought cigarettes for sure. And I had the, you had to be 18 to use it. <laughs> you put that on the machine? Well, that was nice. I, well, I forget. I guess I got the cigarettes at Costco, which was, <laughs> that was by the way, Club a, at the time. A great plan. It uh, was a good plan. An entrepreneurial spirit. You know how many? You know how many cartons of cigarettes I sold on Friday and Saturday night between the hours of nine p.m. and two a.m. Before your business was busted. Oh my god! Well, it only lasted a month. A month. But Maybe. you were probably like, okay, I'm getting this much a month times twelve months for a year. If I do this a couple of years, like I would start socking away some cash. Yes. I thought it was a great idea. I was, great I was planning idea. on buying machines all over the place. Like, why not do it as a side, as a great little side business? Cigarette side business vending machine. It wasn't just cigarettes, but they were in it. Yes. Oh, People, you had a. It wasn't just cigarettes. No, the like you had, I had snacks and stuff, and that was another thing on Friday and Saturday nights at one a.m., two a.m. when people were leaving the bars. My God, they stop in and get gas. We give anything to eat in there. I'm like, well, there's a vending machine, and people would literally buy four or five bags of Doritos. So because your vending machine had everything in it you had to really pick and choose your shelf space in there correct so like what cigarette brand did you go with like what what did you Mar consider right, so most popular the must-haves yeah non-negotiable were marlboro marlboro light newport newport light those four without even thinking camel right. light was a big one because i enjoyed the camel light back in the day those five I don't remember what else I had in. You don't I, remember your go-to snacks that you're like, well, Dora, yeah, I, Doritos. I, I, I do remember because I had the Snyder's snack pack for pretzels Ooh. that I would buy because that was like 36 bags for like $4 or something. <laughs> uh, crazy, right? Yeah. Doritos was always in it. Big and item. I always went with the um, the the Lay's potato chips. Mm, classic. Those three I always had in it. I always had in it Twix because I love a Twix. Yeah, me too. Uh, I always had Twix in it. I always had Hershey and always Reese's peanut butter cups. Beyond that, I don't remember. And I had a lot of space. There were, I would say there were eight per shelf and there were like five shelves. So there was a lot of stuff. Did now ever, I doubled up the cigarettes. Did you ever put, uh, do like gum or a mince? I don't like that. After Al, a night I probably out. did. I don't remember. Those things I just told you about, I remember like it was yesterday. Yeah. Very easy. That's quite, you had a little business going there. I did. It was fun too because it was like, it, if you were in Seabright, yes, 
1990, this must have been 95, 94, 95, maybe even earlier than that, 93, there was there was a 7-Eleven. But if you missed the 7-Eleven and you were heading towards Monmouth County or you were heading towards Rumson, there was nothing for miles. Yes. So if people would leave trade winds and they didn't hit 7-Eleven, ah, damn it, I wanted to stop at 7-Eleven, we were the only thing that was open. So it was a great idea because it was always going to be busy. And it was for three or four weeks. And then the feds came in and busted you. Well, the Seabright police came in and We're said, that, that's not allowed. Selling cigs. And my boss told me to come down here and take the cigarettes out of the machine. <laughs> of which was fine, but the biggest profit margin really was the cigarettes. Yes. And so the other stuff I left in the machine for a while, and it was fine, but meh. It wasn't a growing business, though, no. for you. I mean, anybody could go buy a bag of chips. I mean, whatever. Now, did you uh, get to this... Sex for Dummies book at all? I know you had so, purchased it and you were going to start thumbing through it. I did start reading it. Okay. Um, I did not read the beginning part about relationships. Right. Whatever. I mean, please. Silly we're, stuff. We're in our 40s. We're good. Let's go. Uh, we're in relationships. So a couple of different things that I... Now, I've read a lot. A lot of stuff you know. I mean, to be completely honest. Sure. A lot of stuff you learn. I've learned a couple of things. All right. So far. I've probably read 50 or 60 pages. In the Sex for Dummies now, book. The, the problem I have with the book. Yeah. And I'm not saying the book is wrong by any stretch. You know who writes the book? A doctor. Yes. A doctor we know? Yes. Not Dr. Ruth. Yes. Come on. She's 100. That was a little bit... I'm like, I got this book. This is who wrote it? Right. Come on. Now, that having been said, you read it, you have no idea that a grandmother's writing this book. Right. And she speaks very, um, frankly... She's very open. Mm -hmm. uh, she is graphic in it, yes. And she tells you she will warn you that the next few pages might get you aroused. Really? Might not. Okay. Uh, she actually says in one part, if you do not become aroused in the next few pages, go get your, check yourself out. Because really? it should. Uh, wow. So one thing that I found interesting that I did not know that. Um, can I say this stuff? I'm not sure, Jerry. I don't know what Dr. Ruth the West well, I mean, put just, in there. It's nature, right? I mean, this is just nature. So uh, women become. Um, just say it as if you were going to be on the radio. Huh. That's a problem. Women become ready? No. Uh, as they get older mm -hmm. and when they pass menopause. Yes. Women become um, rarely moist. All right. And lubricant is a must. Okay. For Fair sexual. Enough. Um, activity. activity. Yes. I did not know that. Lubricants. So I learned that. I think that varies amongst uh, women. I did not know that. Okay. Uh, the other one that I wrote down that I did, um, I don't buy for a second. Okay. Some women can achieve orgasm simply by breast stimulation. I've heard that. How? Listen, Show it's me. All, well, because it's... Uh, <laughs> I don't believe that. It's all in the brain, I, I know. It's, I know most of it's in the mind. I don't know if this is covered in the book. It but is. the biggest sexual it organ is. is the brain. It, it There's actually, a, not a chapter, but there's a couple of pages. I did it in one sentence. About how if a woman does not commit to that in her right. mind, it she could be with any male porn star that she imagines. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. Right. I get that. But just with that? I've heard that. Have you ever seen that? I've have not, you been able to bring I've not a woman seen to that. that with just breast stimulation? I personally have not seen that. Right. Because it doesn't aware, happen. I'm aware it exists. If any of you seven women that listen to the podcast <laughs> have actually achieved it, I'd love to know because I don't believe it. You don't believe it. I don't. I no, can see I don't. where that's plausible. All right. 
different bodies are sensitive in different areas. That sensitive, though? I guess so. Well, we don't have those, so what do we know? Uh, I Well. So those two items. We you just wrote, don't have the nerve endings. Right. You don't have nipples? I do have nipples, but you're right. They're like, they're almost extinct on us. In a couple of years, we're going to be giving birth to males with no nipples. <laughs> I don't know about that. Are those the two items you wrote down? Those the most? are the like, two really items that I wrote up, down. Or not, some of the other stuff was very... Um, You're an expert. You know it. No, very basic. Yeah. I mean, different you know, positions were intriguing. Are there... I would say... Illustrations? There are. There are. There are. Yeah. No f- actual photographs or just illustrations? I found the one... You know, you should have wrote this down. Uh, no, not... No, there's no actual photographs. They're illustrations. The one position that I guess I'd never contemplated mm-hmm. that she says is hit or miss. Okay. Could be incredibly pleasurable for the woman and can also slow down the male's reaction, okay. if you will, would be a man on a chair. Okay. The woman sitting in reverse on the man. Yeah, I'm going to need a diagram of that. I don't know. <laughs> man on a chair. What do you need a diagram for? I just explained it to a you. A man on a chair? Man I mean, I'm already confused. So she goes into this whole thing about like a lap dance and okay. what lap dances are like in some strip clubs. Right. Where some in some strip clubs, they literally dance in front of you and others, they will grind on you. Right. So she calls it the reverse lap dance. Oh, I see. To where the girl, instead of straddling, straddles the opposite way. Got it. Where she's looking away. Right. So she turns her body around. Got so it. Po- for some women, is five times more intense. It's all angles, and Jerry. And for others, it really does nothing for them. Right. This oh. is the thing. Everyone's so different. And this other thing is the G spot. Right. She's not so sure it exists. Is that right, Doctor yes. Ruth? And some she would know. She studies this. She studies it. She says, "Who knows?" The C spot is still the a spot. thing. That is it. That's where you're working on. Okay. But you always think the G spot is where you're aiming for. And she says, not in every woman. And a matter of fact, probably in very few that actually have that. Right. This is one thing I think we can learn from this book is that all people, Jerry, are different. They <laughs> yes. experience things in different ways. What someone might really like, another person has no interest in. Correct. You must learn your part. Personalities are different. Personalities are different. Wants and desires are different. Also different. Hence why I would like to do a roundtable. Okay, roundtable discussion. With married men and women. All right. Or just men and women in relationships. In relationships. Yes. Okay. Just not sure how we're going to do that. A little tricky. We could do it in the theater. Oh, the the Adorama Theater? Because then we could get a bunch of people in. Do you say theater or theater? Theater. You say theater? No, I call it theater. Me too. I miss used to call it the theater. I don't care for that. Well, you never cared for him, so that's cool. I didn't. Right. No, theater. My dad bought an FM radio because of Imus. You he used it. to have an AM radio only when Imus was on WNBC. Yes. And uh, my father disliked him so much that he went and searched out and needed to get a FM boombox because he couldn't take Imus anymore. Really? Mm-hmm. Also didn't care for Howard Stern. Interesting. All right. So I like diamonds. Do I have uh, time for one more? We're, yes, we, we have three. Yeah, I got three or four. Three minutes. Three minutes. Sorry, I have here the happiest and unhappiest states in the United States. Okay. All right. 
the happiest. Yes. Can I just take a so guess? So top 10 United States states that are the happiest. All right. The happiest state in the United States, yes. I am going to say, is... I have two I'm thinking of. Okay, that's fair. Narrow it down. I'm going to say Montana. Ooh. Montana is not top 10. I only have top 10. Or Utah. Those were the two I was thinking Utah of. Utah is number two, Jerry. Number two. Which All I would right. not have thought about. Okay, so I came up with one. That's good. What's number one? Hawaii. Oh, I don't think of Hawaii. Me neither. All right, the unhappiest. Well, let me hit you real quickly with number, because oh. th- this was a surprise. Okay. Number three of happiest states, it went Hawaii, Utah, as you guessed, Number three, Minnesota. Why? With all that cold brutalness. That's that's horrible. All right, now hit me with the least happy. Louisiana. Ooh. Number three, Louisiana. Alabama. Alabama, number six, least happiest states. Um, not hitting number one. That bothers me. That I didn't yeah. get number one. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. Number one answer on the board. Tennessee. Tennessee is not a top no, 10. Was, yeah, that was a bad guess, actually. Number one, West Virginia. Oh, so it's all right. Number two, Arkansas. Okay. Number three, Louisiana, as you had guessed. And number four, Alaska. Yeah. No kidding. Turns out. 20 hours of friggin' darkness yeah. in half the year. Turns out Alaska sucks. <laughs> Did you enjoy paying $10,000 on your cruise to go there? <laughs> That's right. I never did the full math on that, you Jerry. Don't want I'm, to. Hey, I'm afraid to look you at it. Do not want to, Jerry. Let me tell you uh, something about the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. I like when you do this because this is important stuff. This is very important stuff. They have an Office of Mental Health and Suicide Prevention. They have a confidential support line for veterans and their families. Here's what you do: you get your phone out, you dial one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, and you press the number one. Or you can go online chat function. Now, what does that mean, Jerry? It means you go to veteranscrisisline.net and you can chat with somebody on that website. It's like a real human being you're talking to without speaking to them. Exactly. You could also text. The text number is 838-255. Now, when is this available? I'm going to bet all the time. Exactly. 365 days a year. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Even on Christmas? Yes, even on Christmas. New Year's Eve. They're there. Mother's Day. Available. Really? St. Patrick's Day. They will be there. Easter. Easter as well. Every day, Jerry. You cannot name a day. It's available for veterans and their family members. All veterans, Jerry, even those not enrolled in the VA health care. You would call the Veterans Crisis Line if you or someone you know is concerned about a veteran. Now, how do you know if you should be concerned? Well, you can check out warning signs by visiting veteranscrisisline.net. There you'll see uh, signs of crisis, warning signs of suicide, and how to respond to a veteran loved one in crisis. Right there on the website. Check it out. Also, the warm-up show is next. Good stuff today, all around. On the warm-up program? I thought all around. Oh, all around. Yes. Solid all around. All right, warm-up show. Is next. It was pretty good. We talked a lot about the the huge jet win. We actually talked sports. We put a lot of teams on notice. That's where we are. Sex and sports. We put a. We made a list of teams on notice. We made a list of well, happiest. You, no, no, you put a list of teams on notice. I did. I'm not putting anybody on notice. That's just true. Yet. You said not too soon. <laughs> yes. 
You want to put the Dolphins on notice? I'm good. Yeah, because they're... You put the Patriots on notice, you dope. I did put the Patriots on notice. You know when the Patriots are on notice? When Tom Brady says he's retiring oh. and Bill Belichick leaves. Oh, then it's like... Then they're on. on notice. It is on. Have a great right. day. All right, Jerry. Warm up. Next. See ya. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. All right, here we go. It's Tuesday morning, and it's a celebratory Tuesday morning with the cream pies and all because the Jets won, the Jets won, the Jets won. And I am sitting by one guy on Twitter called him Al Stradamus, and it is a privilege to be about 15 feet from Mr. Damas. Al, how are you? Thank you, Jerry. Oh, hi. I guess I'll call you Alstra. Yeah, well, I did predict uh, pick six in Sam Darnold's first game. I, I did don't not... remember that, but that's impressive. I did not predict his first pass. I guess we had. We some were sort discussing. Of a bet. Well, we were discussing how I was going to take the Lions. That was a no-brainer. A rookie quarterback on go? on the road in his very first game, <laughs> Week One. I said he's good for a pick six. That's seven points right, right there. Yeah, you're right. And uh, I was on my way to going to sleep early last night after that pick six, and then the the Jets sucked me back in, Jerry. It was actually a fun game to watch. It was a fun game to watch, and I think the Jets put a number of people. On notice yesterday. Oh, like who? Like well, a number of people I, who? I've made a list. I'll use. Not me. Not him. He doesn't care. I'm a Jet fan. Maybe you guys don't remember that. Right. Number one, the Yankees. Not interested anymore. Baseball season's over. The Jets are now going to be <laughs> a it. dominant team. So. A dominant story. So Fronts and back Thursday, pages. Friday, no Yankees. Saturday, no Yankees. I'm just saying. One game wild card is what this is going to come down to. That's what it's coming down to. And if you don't, you know, we're kind of not interested now. Because right, so the Yankees on blast. On blast. Got it. Number two, most Jets fans are Mets fans. Completely not interested anymore. Well, it's been like that for three months. Don't care about Jacob DeGrom's chase for the Cy Young. He doesn't have any tonight. wins. You'll watch tonight. It's raining. Not interested. You'll watch. Uh, third team on notice, the Dolphins. We will see you Sunday. With no lightning delays, <laughs> just Sam Darnold slinging it. Right, throwing the ball in your face. Yes. <laughs> uh, how many teams is that, That's Jerry? three. Give fourth, me four. Fourth team on notice, the New York Giants. Hope you like old man Manning. No, they have, to like, they have to like Saquon Barkley. Well, who's going to get him the football, Jerry? Uh, Alex Tanny. Because all I sat there yesterday across the glass, Jerry, screening phone calls. Yeah. Oh, it's not Eli's fault. He has no time to throw. Uh, Sam Darnold had no time to throw yesterday either. You know what he did? Walked, got out of the way. Of course, on one play, he was mobile, and he threw the ball to the wrong team. Once. Right, once. He made one mistake, He's very lucky that Matthew Stafford sucks as a $25 million a year quarterback. And he bounced back. The Lions were horrendous last night. Should I put them on notice? Lions? Yeah, I think the Lions should be on notice, yes. Uh, Another team I'm going to put on notice, Sherry. Another team. The New England Patriots. Who, <laughs> uh, we've, we've gone far enough with that. Who <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> penciled themselves in as NFC East winners or, or AFC, AFC East, East winners. Yeah. This morning, Jerry, when I got in, I went back through the Jets schedule. Yeah. We ma wapa, 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 we ma wapa. I looked at the schedule, Jerry. I've penciled the Jets in for 10 wins. 10 wins. That's right. (laughs) 
I was reasonable. That's six losses. Hey, I was taking the over, so that's cool. What was that? Uh, I think the Jets were six and a half for the over, for the under over. Yeah. Under over. And I'm annoyed because looking at the schedule, Jerry, the Jets-Patriots don't meet until November 25th. Yeah, which gives the uh, Jets time to come down and the Patriots time to probably at that point be like 9-1. and one. I wish this were WWE style because what happens WWE wrestling style today on TV like football morning or whatever they do over there on the network. Right. Goodell would show up as a guest and go, this Sunday, the New York Jets will play the New England Patriots. Right. Except that this is real and that's not. Yeah, unfor- that's what I'm saying. That's the unfortunate yeah. part. That's unfortunately, the schedule's already made. Yeah. It's a done deal. Not happening for you. So those are the teams, Jerry. Yankees on notice. Mets on notice. We've got a new darling in New York. His name is Sam Darnold and the New York Jets. Then I put the Dolphins on notice for this week. I put the Giants on notice for uh, sticking with Eli Manning. And I put the Patriots on notice that the AFC East is what we call, Jerry, up for grabs. No, it's not. Not yet. Now, when I got in the car with you this morning, I said, oh, Jerry, I'm going to be taking, I'm going to be fielding this phone call all morning. And it's going to go like this from Giants fans. I can't believe we didn't take Sam Darnold. And you said, no. No, not yet. Not it's yet. Gonna take a, you got to go a few weeks before the Giants fans are panicking. Yes, because they they saw their future and the kid they drafted. And Sam Darnold had a nice night last night. He was good. It was but one this, game. Remember Browning Nagel? He had a really good first game, too. He did? Oh, Jesus. I don't remember that. Browning Nagel was shot out of a cannon his first game. We got our quarterback. We got our quarterback. And then slowly, no. Now, I'm not saying Sam Darnold's going to be that. You better hope that he turns out to be Joe Montana. But let's it's one game. A I don't really know if, good game. I don't know if it was the, the color scheme that the Jets wore yesterday, but his helmet looked gigantic on him. <laughs> He's got a small head. He may have a small head. But like you have a small head. Uh, yeah, a helmet would look big on me. <laughs> so yes, you'd be lucky you're wearing a dome. And then the Jets themselves, they were feeling they were feeling themselves last night, Jerry. They even tweeted out a quick video gif or gif or something. It's a, right, gif maybe? Of uh, Sam Darnold sitting next to Josh McCown. They both have the same Bob's big boy poofy hair. Are they waving the hair together? Yeah, with where their they hands. Combing their hair. Running their hands through so their is that hair the together GIF from the preseason game, or did they do that again last night? I think I they notice. did it last night. They were in all white, and the Jet defense came out and said, "You know, do you remember that Super Bowl when the Buccaneers played the uh, Raiders?" Yes, and they knew every play because and, uh, yeah. they didn't change. Yeah, and the mic'd up uh, Buccaneers. John Lynch came to the sideline. And he said, "We know every play they're running." <laughs> Morons didn't change the playbook after Gruden left, and Bill was it Bill Callahan, right? Was the head coach at that point? Uh, Bill Callahan he took over, and they left everything the same. Everything the same, idiots. So how did the Jets know all the plays? Because they, they claimed to know all the signals. I don't know. They said preparation. I don't know, but you know, watching that game, it you can see it. It doesn't surprise me. I think it happens more than we think. Knowing the signals. Yeah, I think you pick up on things, not from the start of the game, but at some point, if you don't adjust, I think the other teams figure some stuff out, sure. The problem was the lo- Matt Patricia looked like a deer caught in the headlights. He did. I mean, he was lost last night, and they kept and they kept putting the camera on him, too. And then his press conference, hey, 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 he said nothing. It's on me. We got to do a better job. It's on me. Got to do a better job. Okay, you're going to be fired soon. Do you think he'll make it through the season? Yes, he'll make it through the season. <laughs> yes. I think they kept he, he look it does something looks weird when a head coach wears a backwards hat. 
I suppose. I mean, he's got that uh, Rob Ryan look to him. Yeah. You know? Sloppy. He looks like a mess. Yeah, mess. <laughs> More of a coordinator. Pencil in his ear. Yes, definitely coordinator. My wife even said, she goes, that's the head coach? Yeah. I said, yeah. She goes, he should be in the background. Yeah, he looks more like that guy on the Cleveland Browns, uh, the, the coach from Hard Knocks this year with the very big belly. The offensive line yeah. coach. Yeah. I forget his name. Right. But it'd be like if that guy were a head coach. Just a sloppy mess. Yeah. A sloppy <laughs> mess. Jerry, do you want to put any other teams on notice uh, because no, of not, that no, jet? No, week one, nobody's on notice. Not week, yet. You're not, By no. week four, I think teams are on notice. Okay. Because there's a lot of times week one can be very um, confusing for teams. I don't think the Cowboys are as bad as they were Sunday, um, and I don't think certain certain teams were as good as they looked on Sunday. Also, I'm pretty sure I'm done with legalized sports betting. Yeah, so it, recap for me how you did. Okay, Aside for the weekend. From winning the bet with me, with Sam Darnold, yeah. I guess we made. I'm not aware Which of that. Which was a, just a, a throwaway bet, but real bet real where, bet. I, where yeah. I legalized sports bet in New Jersey. I uh, lost the uh, Giant Jaguar game. Okay, 0 for 1. 0 for 1. I lost the Jet Lion game. Okay, that's 0 for 2. I lost the uh, Lion, uh, the um, Niners Vikings game. That's 0 for 3, yeah. I lost the, the Niners in Minnesota? What were you thinking? I, 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 all I heard all offseason was, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's going to be terrific. Undefeated as a starter. Yes, that's where I. That's what I heard. Undefeated right, so that's as a starter. 0 for starter. 3. I took the under in uh, Brown Steelers, oh, that, which looked close. <laughs> that looked like a steal yeah. in the fourth oh, for quarter. Four, right. Oh, for four. Then I did a five-team five-dollar parlay. How many of those you get right? Maybe one. <laughs> so you're zero for five. Yeah. Wow. So really, if you add those up, five, six, seven, eight, you are one and nine with your picks. And I took as a season-long bet, Jerry, the Giants over six and a half wins. I'm on the path to losing that one. You are on the path. Although most people had them penciled in to lose against the Jaguars anyway, so you're still okay. It's six and a half. I still think they're going to win 10 games. The Giants? I do. I've got the Jets penciled in for 10 as well. We're going to have two 10-win teams in New York, baby. A lot of winners here this fall. And speaking of winners, guess who's coming up next? Who? More of us. We have to take a break. And then Boomer and Geo at the top on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry on the warm-up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. The superheroes of building products. All right, welcome back. We got a couple minutes to the top. The Jets not only won, they blew out the Lions in the second half last night, so they're out to a 1-0 start, and Al has put the rest of the NFL on notice. Also, the Yankees, who are on notice on that list, uh, they did win in Minnesota. Shocker, they've beaten the Twins nine straight times. Uh, What else you got? Uh, And while everyone went to sleep after the Jet game and your euphoria of the Jet victory, uh, John Gruden lost. You didn't stay up to watch the Raiders and the Rams? I did not stay up for Raiders-Rams. Although I didn't like that ESPN did their entire um, pregame show from Los Angeles. Right. No one wanted to go to lovely Detroit? No. Oh. Let me ask you, L.A. or Detroit, where are you going? I don't know. They're kind of equal to me. No, they're not. Shut up. Detroit, Detroit? Is, but it, it's oh. a, that stadium is in like a nice suburb or something, isn't it? No, oh. no, it's not. It's actually. not. Yeah, no. What not am I really. thinking of then? It's right next door to the baseball stadium, and across those, the street, not great. What about those pawn shop TV shows that are from Detroit? Are they in Vegas? No, there's one in Detroit. The one good one is in Detroit with really? the old man, the family with the old man. I thought those guys were in Vegas. No, there's Vegas ones, but those dudes are in Detroit. No kidding. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, I don't think they want to go set up Sports Center from a pawn shop in Detroit. Uh, also, Jerry, just 
uh, curious now that you're doing um, legalized sports gambling. Yes. Will you be betting on the Alliance of American Football games? No, and I saw this, <laughs> and I saw you throw it on the show sheet. That is not going to have me more intrigued to watch those games. You're not going to be. I mean, do you think you may have a gambling problem if you're betting on the Alliance? No, you not may. You you will of American football. That's a bit much. In game bets. Although I'll watch the games, I'll give it a try. You will. I'll give it a try. Sure. Why not in the spring? I'm a loser. Like, 